Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we're joined by small group pastor Sherry Benke as we continue our series, Turn the Page. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. And remember, you can always find us on Sundays at the Yellow Box at 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. And now also on Monday nights at 6.30 p.m. We hope to see you there. It's been 11 weeks, you guys. 11 weeks we have been in this series. So who here has been here for all 11? I want to see your hand. I, that is amazing. I wish I had gold stars to hand out to you. That's amazing that you have made this journey. We should give you perfect attendance for being here. And to be honest, Ian, I am kind of sad. I'm kind of sad that it's over. But you know what? All good things must come to an end, right? All good things must come to an end. And here's the thing. Endings just lead to new beginnings. And there's a lot of things where things at the same time can be an ending and also a beginning. A wedding, for example, can also be an ending and a beginning. A graduation is an ending and a beginning. New Year's Eve is an ending and a beginning. Tomorrow, when the clock strikes midnight, 2018 is going to be over. Who here is ready for 2018 to be over? You can shake your head. (laughs) Who here is is sad to see it leave? Maybe it's been a great year for you. Maybe it's been a year of fun and new adventures, and that's awesome. I'm thrilled if that's how 2018 has been for you. But here's the deal. However 2018 ends for you, I have great news for 2019. We have a brand new year full of brand new possibilities that each and every one of us can experience. Here's the thing. Life life has beginning and endings. There's stages. There's phases. There's seasons. And here's the thing. If we didn't experience those, life would be stagnant. And so we have to have endings. We have to have beginnings. And so as we turn the last page of this series, my hope is that even though this series is ending, there would actually be a new beginning for you. Maybe you have developed a new habit of reading scripture and you can apply that into the new year. Maybe you've developed a deeper relationship with God and you can continue that as well. Maybe you've been challenged to take steps of faith and you can continue to work that out uh, this coming year in this new season. This series is ending. This year is ending. But the adventure that God has planned for all of us, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And the final section of the Bible that I want to talk about today is the book of Acts and then a bulk of books that we call the letters. But before we jump into that, I want to kind of recap where we've been. I'm not going to go back all 11 weeks, but I do want to talk about the last three weeks. The last three weeks, we've talked about the first four books of the New Testament, which is called the Gospels. And the Gospels is all about the life of Jesus and how Jesus really turned things upside down. He is God in the flesh who come to dwell among us. He was here and he was healing people, blessing people, and his love drew people to him. But not everybody believed in who he was. 
And so they turned him over to the Roman government and they crucified him. And so he hung on a cross outside of Jerusalem and he was crucified and he died. And a lot of people thought this was the end of the story. But actually it was just the beginning. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. And through his resurrection, he claimed victory over evil and sin and even death. Sin, evil, death. They had the the strongest punch to get Jesus. But he was victorious over all of it. This is what we read in the book of John. It says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And Jesus' death and resurrection, he can actually back that statement up. And now every one of us have access to this life, life today and life eternal through a relationship with God because of this work that he did. So as we turn the page from the Gospels to the book of Acts, it's actually another ending but also a beginning. The passages we're gonna look at today are gonna kind of set the stage for the rest of the story in the Bible and how God's people continue to live today. So when we turn to the book of Acts, Jesus, his time on earth is actually coming to an end. It's coming to an end. And so he commissions his followers to carry on his mission. And to commission simply means to entrust with mission. And so Jesus is turning the keys of his mission over to his followers. But before they do anything, Jesus tells them to wait, to wait. Can you imagine that? They just saw their friend resurrected from the dead and Jesus says, wait. By the way, Jesus predicted his death and resurrection. I love what Andy Stanley says about this in the book, Indescribable. He says, hey, if there's a man who can predict his death and resurrection and then pull it off, I'm going to be with that guy. But wait, wait would be the last thing I would want to do. But that's what he asks everybody to do is wait. And Jesus tells them to wait. Wait on the Holy Spirit. It will give you power. It will give you power. And you will spread this good news, not just here in Jerusalem, but you will spread it to the ends of the earth. This is what we read. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were there watching. And they could no longer see him. Can you imagine that? They they must have been like, I mean, seeing that this might have been an end as Jesus ascends into heaven, but also anticipating a beginning because Jesus had asked them to wait for the Holy Spirit. And so that's what they do. They wait. And as we turn the page to Acts 2, the disciples are all gathered together in one place. And then the presence of God breaks through. Check this out. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire 
what? Appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. I tell you what, if people think the Bible is boring, they have never imagined what this scene must have looked like. Can you imagine? Jesus says the Holy Spirit is going to come. And as the Holy Spirit comes, it sounds like a windstorm. And then they see flames that looks like that, that's touching people. And then people begin to speak in different languages. That is amazing. Now, maybe you wish you kind of had some of that Holy Spirit whenever you were back in French class. But this isn't a trick that's happening here. This isn't a trick. Jesus said, hey, my Holy Spirit is going to come up on you, and you're going to preach the good news to the ends of the earth. And here's the thing. There were people from all over the world in Jerusalem all over the world. And so they come out to see what all the commotion is and they hear the very words of God being spoken in their language. They hear it for the first time and they are amazed. They are amazed at what's going on here. They actually think they're drunk. You don't see that scripture in church very often, do you? But they thought that they were drunk, but they weren't drunk. As a result, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were empowered in a supernatural way to speak words. They were literally beginning to spread the good news to the ends of the earth right there. They were amazed. They were perplexed. They were in awe of what was happening. Jesus' resurrection, that may have been the climax of the story, but the Holy Spirit, that is the catalyst for the rest of the story and what happens next. You see, Once God breaks through with his Holy Spirit, he immediately begins to empower his people to break through into the world. And a large crowd begins to gather around. And so Peter stands up and he begins to preach to the people and they're cut to the heart. And the reason why they're cut to the heart, because just a few days ago, they were screaming, crucify him. And now they realize that Jesus is who he says he is. And they're cut to the heart. And they ask the disciples, what must we do? And this is how Peter replies. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. This is the gift of the Holy Spirit that is given to us. And as Peter was given that gift of the Holy Spirit, he began to preach this good news. It says 3,000 people found their way back to God that day. And that day marks this incredible change of events where God has a new people, a radical new community. And though there wasn't birthday cakes and candles, this was the birth of what we call the church. And we first read about the church at the end of Acts chapter 2 as a community. It's not a building. It is a community of people gathered together, committed to the teachings of Jesus. It's a community of people that are integrating this new way of life. This new way of life of celebrating God, connecting with one another, and then carrying on that mission. This is a community of Christ followers that is ever including and ever growing to help more and more people find their way back to God. The church is a community of people 
God's plan for restoring his dream for this world. And friends, this is where the story of the Bible becomes our story. It becomes our story. This is when God takes the baton of his mission of restoring his dream for the world and he passes it on to you. He passes it on to you. See, we are the church. We are the church. We are entrusted in this mission of helping people find their way back to God. We are, and we will be empowered. We will be empowered by the Holy Spirit if we allow it. But we have to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to empower us. So we find ourselves near the end of this message. And we find ourselves at the end of this year. And maybe your 2018 was awesome. Maybe your 2018 wasn't so good. I know for me, 2018 really had some peaks, but it also had some really deep valleys for me. So no matter where your year ends in 2018, there is one thing I know for sure, that God has great things in store for each and every one of us this year. I believe that there is new beginnings for each of us in 2019s, new beginnings for us, new beginnings for this church, and I believe God wants to do big things in and through us. For a while now, the leadership here at Community, we've been uh, experiencing what we feel God uh, preparing us for something big. We feel it uh, as we've been making a a concentrated effort and depending uh, reliance on prayer. I don't know if you've noticed that our prayer teams have grown around here. We've also been experiencing it through our student ministry. Listen, students, we don't think you're the church of the future. We believe you're leading the way of the church right now. We've also seen it through our community music and new ways that we've been worshiping God. We believe God has gifted us with these songs, but they're being played all over the world. And we've witnessed God doing the miraculous, and we think it's actually just the beginning. So we believe God is preparing us for something big. We're not exactly sure what it is, but we want to be prepared for that. And as a church, we want to invite you in on that preparation So in order to do that, I have two challenges as we begin this new year. And the first challenge is, I would like to invite you to join us for 21 days of prayer and fasting. When you came in, you would have got a card that looks like this. If you didn't get one on your way out, they'll be at the Welcome Center. But please grab one of these. As an entire church, we want to invite everyone to participate in this 21 days of fasting and 21 days of prayer. We're going to begin January 7th. It'll be through the 27th, but we are going to gather, learn about God, lean into him, and, and open ourselves up for new possibilities of how he wants to work in and through our lives. And fasting really is just this way of allowing us to draw nearer to God. It's an ancient biblical practice where we can kind of push the reset button on our souls. It gives us space in our mind and in our bodies and in our hearts for the presence of God and how he wants to move in and through us. 
If you haven't signed up for the community Bible reading plan, do so. We will have 21 days of prayer that will be associated with this fast. There's options on here. There's a variety of ways that you can choose to fast. It really is just an opportunity for you to eliminate distractions so you can begin to focus on how God is moving in in your life. I know I plan to have a limited eating plan, um, uh, fruits and veggies and nuts, similar to a Daniel plan, if you're familiar with that. But this will give you options. And for those of you who have kids in Kid City, Kid City also has a family plan. You can invite your family. The entire family can experience this 21 days of prayer. I have two young boys. I know we're going to be using that as a guide for us during these 21 days. But we are the church. We have been entrusted with this mission. Let's use these 21 days to prepare us and empower us with the Holy Spirit. So I hope you choose to join us through those 21 days. Now there's a second challenge that I wanna give you guys. And the second challenge is, is to invite somebody to explore God. I wanna visit this passage in the book of Acts and it says, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who are being saved. Each day God was adding to Christ followers, finding their way back to God. And you have people in your neighborhoods, you have people who you work with, you have people maybe even in your home that God longs to find their way back to God. And Explore God is an initiative that we are taking with over 800 churches throughout Chicagoland. We are partnering with them, inviting people to answer these tough questions that sometimes take a lifetime to answer. There'll be a seven week series. We'll be talking about, does life have a purpose? Is Jesus God? Why does God allow pain and suffering? Perhaps you know somebody who's asked these questions. Maybe you yourself have asked these questions. So I wanna challenge you. Who are you gonna invite to explore God? Who are you going to bring here for each of those seven weeks? There's also going to be small groups associated with um, this series called Explore God. Where each week they will take those questions, dive into them a little bit deeper in a safe and a relaxed atmosphere. But who are you going to invite? And here's the thing. We're not just limited to this space. Remember, we are the church. We have a service that's online for your friends and family who may not live in this area. But we are the church. We have been entrusted with this mission. And we will be empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry it out. So here we are. We're at the end. I feel like I should do a toast or something. We're at the end of an 11-week series. We have made it through the longest series ever in community history. You should give yourself a hand. Absolutely. Give somebody a high five, say you made it. You made it through. We made it. But before we wrap up, have one more um, Bible overview video. Here it is. The Bible, 66 books written by 40 divinely inspired authors who tell one continuous story of God and his people. At the end of the Gospels, Jesus prepares to return to his Father in heaven. But before he goes, he commissions his followers for ministry. He promises that God will send a helper, the Holy Spirit, who will dwell within every Christ follower and empower them to carry out his mission. 
As we turn the page to the book of Acts, that's exactly what happens. The Holy Spirit comes and Christ followers begin to boldly call others to follow Jesus. The book of Acts tells a story of this new community, the new people of God, the church. The rest of the books in the New Testament are letters written by the leaders of the church to help these new Christ followers learn to live as the people of God. Paul transformed from enemy of the church to one of its most prominent leaders. As a missionary and church planter, Paul traveled extensively and wrote most of the letters in the New Testament. Some of his letters, like Romans or Ephesians, were written to local churches to encourage them in navigating specific challenges. Others were written to individuals Paul knew personally and mentored. We don't know for certain who wrote the book of Hebrews, but it is a powerful theological book connecting Jesus' story to those of the Old Testament. Jesus' disciples Peter and John wrote the next few books that bear their names. Peter wrote to encourage Christ's followers to persevere. John's letters contain some of the most beautiful teachings about God's love. James and Jude were half-brothers of Jesus. James gives practical instructions for Christ's followers, while Jude's short letter warns us about false teachers. Which brings us to the final book in the Bible, Revelation. This book describes a vision the disciple John received concerning the end of the world, when God's dream would be fully restored in a new heaven and a new earth. The stark and vivid imagery used in Revelation can be difficult to grasp, but the closing moment of the chapter reminds us of what is most important. Jesus says in John's vision, I am coming soon. In many ways, the entire Bible, the story of God and his people, is here to remind us that Jesus is returning for us. He gave us this written word to help us know him, follow him, and help carry his mission forward. And so we, the people of God, join John as he writes on the very last page, Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. And so the story of God's people is being lived out today. It's being lived out today through each and every one of us. In a couple of days, we'll have a brand new year. I cannot wait to see how God is going to work in and through us in 2019. An ending, but also a beginning. And until Jesus returns and ushers in a beginning that never ends, we are the church. We are the church entrusted with this mission. And we will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We will be empowered in our families. We will be empowered in our workplaces. We will be empowered in our neighborhoods. And we will be empowered to the ends of the earth to carry this mission forward. Let's pray. Father God, I pray for just um, a sense of ending and beginning for each and every one of us, that that we would let go of 2018 and, and just open ourselves up to the new possibilities of 2019. Father, bring to mind all the things that we've learned about you over this past 11 weeks stir in us just a renewed sense of enthusiasm for your word and your scripture and your son. Father, thank you so much uh, for Jesus and for the work that he did on the cross 
But then I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that empowers each and every one of us to be who you created us to be. Father, it's in your son's holy name that I pray. Amen.